I mean, of course, the question has to be answered is if really every human being strives for self-actualization. Well, self-actualization is massively describing it right now or has described it. Um, is mostly known in Western or individualistic countries. Unlike in most of the African, Latin American, Asian cultures, they're orientating themselves more to collectivism, putting the individual needs behind the group needs. So it has to be clarified if all cultures are kind of equal or if they're just residing in different development phases. What would also mean that some cultures have to get to a certain point where other cultures already are. I don't want to say that some cultures are better or further than the others. I just want to say that the balance is important, especially in our case. Why do I tell you all this? Um, <laughs> well, I just want you to be aware that we grew up in completely different cultures. Both of you in rural areas, in villages, in former Yugoslavia with a collectivistic socialistic system. And me in a city in Austria with a capitalistic system that is inflicted with the era of digitalization. So we might have different understandings regarding certain things, just because we got shaped by different cultures built up on different beliefs. <laughs> During my exchange semester in Colombia, I realized for the first time how different cultures can be and how much the Austrian culture, for example, differs from a Serbian one. How can we define culture in general? To answer that, I refer to a Dutch social psychologist I learned about back then in Colombia, Geert Hofstede, and he defined culture as the mental programming of the mind. I mean, <laughs> I really don't want you to perceive me right now as a smart arse who is coming up with some sort of intellectual shit. I just want to share things that I was able to learn and to realize because it's my main concern that we understand each other completely. So I'll show you by means of another model, the six cultural dimensions of Gerd Hofstede, the effects of a society's culture on the values of its members and how these values relate to behavior. So I'll show you in which sections Austria differs from Serbia and in which sections I differ from you as well. Because even though we are a family with a tight relationships, ship, <laughs> we have different values just because we got shaped by different cultures. I want you to be aware of that. So the first culture dimension is called the power distance. So it's describing the equilibrium of power in one culture and how it's divided or the question how much inequality is desired in a culture and can prevail between people. It applies to hierarchical structures like children, parents, employees, employers, students, teachers. And by the way, every culture dimension has a scale that goes up from zero to 100 just to illustrate the national differences. So for example, in a culture with a high power distance, the decision process doesn't matter if it's in a family or a company, whatever, goes from up to down and can be doubted. So we talk about a vertical hierarchy that's mostly known in Serbia, I would say. Whereas in cultures with a lower power distance, more people can participate in the decision process. Of course, and just to be clear, we cannot generalize that for the whole culture since 
rural areas already differ from cities within the same nation, but the results of these culture dimensions definitely apply to the majority of one culture. So centralization, where the decision process goes from up to down, it doesn't have to be justified, it's mostly known in Serbia. Whereas Austria, for example, is a little bit more decentralized because individual independence, equal rights, and access to direct communication to authority is considered to be important. That was the first dimension. The second dimension describes the relation between individualism and collectivism. So it's dealing with if an individual need is a higher priority than the group needs. Serbia, for example, is a pretty collectivistic country. The families are usually pretty big. The relationships between, between each other are expected to be very strong and a long-term dedication between the members is expected as well. And Serbian cultures mainly think in a we form, putting the individual needs behind the group needs. Individualistic countries, for example, mainly think in the I form. What kind of goes hand in hand with the focus on individual self-actualization? Individualism doesn't mean egoism. Individualism just means that caring about oneself and making individual decision, decisions is expected. And since the relationships in these cultures are rather loose, free time and privacy is important as well. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you know that, right? Um, the third dimension investigates the variety of role division between genders in one culture. Masculine and feminine doesn't mean male and female. In feminine cultures, for example, the role division in general is pretty weak or not present at all. So men and women are equally responsible for the household and for the family as well. Fem um, women are free to go for their career as well. Caring about each other is a predominating value. So collaboration, relationships, and so on are pretty important. Success in general is being defined as quality of life. On the other hand, in masculine cultures, <laughs> there is a clear role division. Mm, let's say masculine cultures are a little bit more driven, career-driven, more focused on competitiveness, on quantity, on they have the needs that they have to prove themselves. There is a meaning and power of individual achievements as well. So they're a little bit more career-driven. Family is not an acceptable excuse to neglect work, but work is an acceptable excuse to neglect family. Success is being defined as being the best on the pitch. In this case, um, Gerd Hofstadter defined Serbia a little bit more feminine. Mm, and I don't particularly agree with it, to be honest, because in our case, for example, you would both say, right? that the Serbian culture is a little bit more masculine. And this definitely applies to rural areas, in my opinion. Maybe in cities it's different, but as our parents, our parents, our relatives and so on are all living in villages and so on, we know how it's working there. A little bit more, yeah, masculine. Let's say about that. Let's say like that. <laughs> um, whatever. The fourth one is called uncertainty avoidance. And this one, literally made me think, fuck, this describes my whole family, except me. It deals with a society's tolerance on uncertainty, anxiety, and distrust. 
in the face of the unknown and conversely with the wish to have fixed habits, fixed rituals, and to kind of know the truth. So cultures that have a specific, yeah, let's say high score on this particular scale is Serbia, for example. And you know that because Serbian cultures, let's say cultures with a high uncertainty avoidance, they don't like uncertainty. What's kind of funny because everything in life is uncertain except death and change. (laughs) Um, There is an intolerance regarding uncommon behavior uncommon ideas as well. So a preference to formalization, standardization and rules and change in general is mostly being perceived as a threat and not as an opportunity. So there could be some resistance towards innovation. <laughs> the fifth dimension um, kind of describes the time orientation of cultures. It was added in 1990 when Hofstede realize that Asian cultures, for example, mostly secure for later generations, that every house has yeah, one separate floor for the sun and so on. And it's, that's the case in Serbia as well. You know that. <laughs> and yeah, so long-term oriented cultures have the need to be prepared for the future. And that's especially the case in Serbia, right? But Austria as well. So they're kind of the same in that case, but whatever. And the last dimension, It's called indulgence versus restraint. And it's kind of new. And it describes the way of living out one's needs in a society. For example, in indulgent cultures, freedom is important. Doing what your impulses tell you to do is considered to be good. And the way of thinking is a little bit more optimistic. In restrained cultures, there is a feeling that life is kind of hard. And duty, not freedom, is a state of being. So... (laughs) The way of thinking is a little bit more pessimistic with a slight tendency to to cynicism. So having a more negative point of view is common, right? And what describes the Serbian culture, but especially you, dad, best is that taking rest or chilling is kind of wrong because I could have been productive while I was taking a rest, right? So (laughs) indulgent feelings and personal wishes are getting kept under forced control just due to societal norms. Why do I tell you all this? Mm, I just want that we understand each other completely because it's a simple fact that we have differences in terms of feeling, thinking, and behavior, right? 